Good afternoon, everybody. Winita, how are you today? Great to I'm see well, you. I'm Mark. How are you? That's why I, I feel I feel much better today that I'm um, I'm back at the office rather than sitting in the car in the middle in of the a car. sort of deserted We're... street in the middle of nowhere. Well, it wasn't that deserted. There were trucks coming down the side of the road. But uh, good I to know. see you back in your natural habitat. And um, I'd like well, to point out my new my new background. I was, I'm very um, impressed with that. Very impressed. I you was saw you saw Tom. That's right. You saw Tom using the same spot the other day, and it looked so. I did. Well, I did. It's, it's interesting. Uh, it's been interesting watching some of the people in the building across the road from you occasionally. What they get up to. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to know what they get up no, to. No, no, you don't. You don't want to know. You don't want to know. But anyway, welcome everybody today. And um, today our topic is the tactical team. So, um, if I can just take a sec, Juanita, the, the tactical team was one of those things. It's it's born of the fact that, um, uh, you know, I, I used to think about what would happen, and especially in situations where, uh, let's say, it's a it's a non-farming business, it's a, like a car dealership, for want of a better better example, and, um, you know, dad dad's at work in the dealership all the time, mum's not at work there, uh, the kids aren't involved in the dealership at all, and, uh, and that can be replicated, whether it's man or woman in any sort of business. Uh, that the spouse is not involved in the business, and and if if the the operating um, spouse passes, and the remaining family spouse, the rest of the family have no idea how to run the business, uh, you know, apart from where it is and where the checkbook is, they don't know much more about it. It's really important. Uh, it's one of the things that we decided to put in our process was to create uh, was to help put together a tactical team want a better expression so that uh, when the person passes away there's a team of people who are really capable and understand and so on how to to help keep that business running until such time as it's either sold or they find someone else to take it over to run it on behalf of the family or whatever so uh, and <clears throat> it's just so appropriate in so many levels you know even for even for people where mum and dad work together or the kids are involved in the business it's still just as relevant because of the fact of the what I always refer to when either as the emotional paralysis that strikes when um, when one person dies is as capable as everyone else is. They're running around basically like chooks with their head cut off because they just are paralysed by grief and uh, sadness and so on. And so it's it's very important to to make sure that there's a team of people that can step up during that period while everyone's grieving and make sure that the business doesn't degradate or, or uh, you know, fall off or anything like that. So you, your thoughts, your experience on on creating such a team? You look very tall today, Anita. Do I? Sit. I have to drop my chair down, perhaps. No, I'm going to have to sit tall. <laughs> Not that I feel I intimidated. I look taller than you, don't I? <laughs> That's okay. Oh, I, it happens. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It's really important to have that team with their different, uh, the different strengths they bring to the situation. And, you know, let's call it the A-team. And uh, I, I would probably make one comment before we get into who should be in that team is that um, often when we talk about this concept to, to clients is their first worry is that there's too many cooks, that'll, you know, it'll spoil the broth or alternatively it will cost too much or cost more because there's too many people involved. And from experience I can um, clearly say that 
when you have this team in place and ready to go and do their job, it will actually make things less expensive and, and less difficult for those left behind and for your estate because it's when, when you leave people behind um, who have to sort of, uh, you know, scavenge for information and they don't know where everything is and people are ringing people and it, that's when it becomes expensive and drawn out and hard work and difficult. So to have this team in place actually makes things more efficient. Absolutely. Look, I remember when um, most of the work I was doing was in uh, the car industry, as you'd remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of the guys, and, and the good thing was that most of these these guys I met initially they were either personal friends or whatever. But I did a lot of work, as you know, speaking at the dealer comparison meetings, where where you'd get all these, uh, you know, you get some of the the most successful car dealers in Australia all sitting in one room together, sharing ideas and and sharing their numbers and and all these sorts of things and. And because they weren't competing dealers, for example, one might be from Cairns, one from Mackay, one from mm. Sydney, one from Perth and, and so on, they weren't competing with each other in the marketplace. And so they were really happy to to share information and, and they were good mates, you know, like most of the guys in those groups, they, in fact, they ended up in groups together because of, uh, one, because of the level of business, but also because mm. they were good mates. And, and oftentimes when I'd be talking to them about, you know, who would they want to be in their tactical team? Um, they'd nominate a couple of other guys in their dealer comparison groups because they were in the industry, they they respected their capability, and they all loved each other enough to say, well, you know, like, you know, Harry, if you died, uh, mate, I'll come in and, and I'll make sure the business keeps running for a while until we can find a general manager or a, or a new DP or the, the factory can sell it to someone else. Or that they would keep it going for the love of their mate. Uh, um, yep. And because they were so capable, because they were such good producers and they all respected each other, it was just a great, it was like everyone was prepared to do it for the other guys in their group. So, uh, um, yeah. so that's, that's kind of what you look for. Sorry. I know yeah, you've got to talk of me one more second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it was like, you know, so it's not just in the car business you can do that. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure graziers, uh, farmers would do exactly mm. the same thing if one of their neighbours, you know, got hit by a truck or whatever, they'd... Uh, uh, they'd do the same thing. They'd go in for the family and, and help help mum or the kids manage the thing until uh, until they could get it moving. Yeah, so, it's 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 that relationship of trust and respect, and you know that those people that can uh, assist you, assist those that you, you left behind after your death to look after those affairs. Yeah, I mean, there's other cases too where uh, uh, you know you made up the street might uh, try try and. Catch your uh, catch your lunch on the business, so to speak, too. If you weren't there, too. If you weren't careful, so so you need to be thoughtful and careful that it's not a competing, you know, someone that's going to try and come in and uh, and steal the business out from under your family, too. So, uh, but but that's where you need to be thoughtful in regard to who you put into your team. Any any thought? Any other thoughts before we go through the list? Well, uh, that's a good good uh, good segue into uh, who should be in your team, Mark. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, look, so the tactical team, we have a list here as we do. We have frameworks for, for everything we do in our business. Love a good and, list. Love a good checklist. Love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I need a good list. So there you go. So we, we start off, I mean, the, the, the key people in your tactical team are going to be the executives of your estate to start with. I mean, because they're the ones who are going to be taking control of the will. So before we get to the the people who are going to help run the business and so on. Do you want to talk about, and we've, I know we've touched on this before, but uh, how important it is to choose your executives. And, and I'll, I'm just going to lead off here by yes. saying, 
I always recommend there's more than one. Um, and, uh, and the other thing I say is if you're going to have family members, uh, you either have all your kids or you don't have any of them because there's nothing more likely to cause a blue than if you choose one of your children without, without the others, unless there's a very good and practical reason. That's right. And, and you're correct. It's always recommended to have more than one, either having joint executors, so two acting together, or alternatively having your executor and a backup who will act if that person's predeceased or can't act. And the reason, obviously, is if something happens to one of them, you don't want to have to redo your will or you don't want a will, a will without any executor. So uh, that's always, uh, always recommended advice to have more than one in place. Uh, we've talked before about what the executor does, but for, for those that need a little recap or aren't familiar with the term, your executor is the person named in your will and their responsibilities are basically three steps. So collecting your assets, uh, identifying and paying your liabilities, and then carrying out the wishes that you've left in your will. So the sort of person you want there is someone who is uh, capable of doing that job, both emotionally and um, mentally, I guess, and practically. And you want someone that you're comfortable with, someone that you trust, someone that, that knows you and your wishes and your affairs is, is basically the ideal sort of traits that you want in your executor. Sure. I think uh, we've, we've probably touched on this before too, but uh, my take always, Juanita, is that you have someone who's uh, very good with numbers. So you've, you've got the clinical accountant, so to speak, uh, not necessarily an accountant, but I mean the clinical person who's going to be very good at making sure the numbers all yep. work and the business is driven. and. And when Junior turns up and says, Dad, I want a Ferrari, uh, you know, he can say, no, 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 it's not going to happen. Mm. But you also need someone who, who has a heart, who understands the children, yeah. who understands the spouse and what and, and what the uh, the other the spouse's past would have wanted for their kids, whether they wanted them to go to boarding school or whatever, whatever it was. Mm. So you've got compassion mixed with uh, practicality and good business sense, I think, is always a good combination to look for yeah. when you're using. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Okay. Look, the next uh, we've talked about that a lot. So, so uh, the next one is, uh, and I put this down is who to take principal advice from. And and once again, I, I'm I'm sure this has come from my days dealing with a lot of car dealers because they always yeah. had a mate who was in the industry yeah. who they knew would know how to run their dealership and and they trusted them with their life. Um, and we, we always say to people when we're going through this, you know, who do you trust? You know, who would you want your family to trust and take advice mm -hmm. from? Who, who would you want them to avoid? Because you can also have good mates um, who you don't want anywhere near your checkbook. Yeah. So uh, uh, as I say, the next thing we're looking for, take principal advice from. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an executor, does it? But it's, it's, it's someone who's maybe a trusted family friend uh, mm -hmm. who uh, the family are going to feel more comfortable having a chat with and, and so on. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So uh, as separate from the, the role of executor, it may be someone um, someone that you trust and respect, someone that you know can guide uh, your executor or your family after you've passed away. And the example you gave, Mark, is a great example. So um, for those who perhaps have um, a rural business or have a motor industry or, you know, any industry at all or any, any business, any any hobby, I guess, you know, we don't want to um, give, the, give the concept that you need to have a con conglomerate or a huge business. But if you want someone with that bit of expertise that can guide the people that you've left behind, your family and your executors, this is the perfect example. So 
for myself, if I had my own legal practice, my if I passed away, my husband would have no idea what to do with the legal practice. So um, here I would be leaving uh, the name of someone who I trust, who's obviously a lawyer, who knows how these things work, that can help guide him and, and you know, help him or my executor through that path of what to do. And she lives of in Of course Toowoomba, it'd be right? someone from Murdoch's, yeah. Of course it'd be someone <laughs> from Murdoch's in Toowoomba. And she lives in Toowoomba, yeah. <laughs> no, no, look, that, that's fine. But I think that's a very important uh, very important role and, and uh, in a lot of ways uh, someone that the family are very comfortable with so that mm. they know that, uh, you know, you'd, you'd leave someone who you know the family are going to listen to and trust and uh, and uh, can work for, for their benefit. Mm. So the, after that, there's really a right, and that might be two people too for, for whatever reason. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now, after that, um, and the other reason I wrote this list out, and this certainly not disrespectful to anyone, but a lot of times I would strike strike clients, and I'd say, now does your spouse know, you know, who your financial planner is? Does your spouse know who your accountant, your solicitor, mm -hmm. your your other advisors, your real estate guy? And and, and I'm going to tell you, nine times out of ten, I sort of get this blank look, and and so for all those reasons as well, it's really important to get this list together, so that those that are left behind for example if mum and dad both passed away you'd want you know the, oh. the, the kids kids may have absolutely no idea who you've uh, uh who you've been taking advice from and 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 also there's times where sure you've got your normal accountant you've got your normal solicitor and, and other professional advisors but you may have gone off and done a deal with another business you know with another mate another business partner in a in a little venture off to the side and you've used someone else's accountant and solicitor for that work may not have mm. even been your own. And, uh, you know, you just want to make sure that when you go, uh, any assets that you own uh, are actually documented somewhere so that uh, just because your own accountant doesn't know about it, you know, somebody along the way does. So anyway, the next name I put down is a financial advisor. So uh, and that can be the, the guy that's organised all the life insurance and uh, and all those sorts of things as well. So that's a key person to uh, uh, to make sure you've got on the list. Yeah, and the, the financial advisor particularly would be able to provide the, the necessary information about life insurance that you have in place or superannuation that you have in place. And not only is, are these people now particularly relevant after your death, but these are the people that your lawyer that's prepared your estate planning will be talking to uh, when you put your estate planning in place, uh, particularly the financial advisor and the accountant because they have the information about as I said, your life insurance and your super, and we'll talk about accountants in a minute. But I think you made a, a really good point there, Mark, that uh, even though a spouse might know who the financial advisor and accountant is, it is 99.9% .9 likely that the children won't. So, no. you know, this, this really uh, assists in that terrible scenario if something happened to both or the other had already predeceased. Uh, so that's the sort of information that they'll be providing, which is essential. You know, your life insurance and superannuation these days is a, a really large part of, of your uh, estate planning and, and what happens after death. Hmm. Yeah, especially superannuation is just getting more and more complicated all the time these days, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely. You know, I know, yeah. um, yeah, in, the, in the 10 years since I was last a financial advisor, I mean, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd hate to be giving uh, anyone any advice on superannuation at the moment because everything has changed so very much from... Uh, the days yeah. that I was certainly involved in it, so so it's important yeah. to have a financial advisor, and 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 to be honest, even if you don't have a good relationship with a financial advisor, or you you know you haven't used one, um, 
I get people to put down someone that they'd want to uh, to have there, so that the family had someone that they uh, they could trust to to help them after the person has uh, mm. has passed. Because uh, even though, for example, there's a lot of business, and well, I won't say a lot, but there's a number of business owners that their whole uh, their whole investment strategy is their business, their whole superannuation fund is their business, and and they haven't gone outside to buy shares and do all those sorts of things. They haven't had a need for a financial planner from that point of view. But I always get people to write down someone that they'd want because chances are when they die, when they pass, uh, there will be cash, there will be money sitting around that needs to be invested and uh, needs to be to be looked after, especially if we go to areas of superannuation and so on. Absolutely. And as you say, there, there might be that need for that investment advice afterwards. Um, mm. We were only talking today about, you know, these things are constantly evolving. You know, we were talking today at, in our office as part of our team about uh, life insurance and superannuation and how we, you know, can best uh, strategize that in estate planning. But uh, a lot of people, as we've spoken about before, don't realize that your super and your life insurance don't necessarily flow through your estate and your will. No. So there's all these complexities that, that are really important to address with the, with the right people in your A team. Yeah, look, absolutely. I like that. So we call the tactical team the A team, okay? Oh no, sure. I don't want to change your name. We're going to change, we'll keep it the tactical <laughs> we can, team. We can so we can put a subtitle in there. Yeah, the I'm A-team. a child of the '80s, or well, the yeah, '70s actually. But yeah, stop sh- <laughs> stop showing off. Okay, <laughs> okay. So the next one's the accountant, and uh, obviously mm. a very integral part of uh, of the estate planning process, uh, and. Uh, and certainly will be a key part in regard to uh, moving forward after someone has uh, has passed. Because, you know, look, at the end of the day, when I go through and we uh, we do this work with clients, uh, uh, you know, eight times out of ten, uh, when, I, when I ask a client to sit down and list all their assets, all their liabilities, I mean, my attention span's pretty short as it is, but... but uh, <laughs> You don't have to laugh. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, mostly the business owners too are of the same, I'll say, I'll say the word, Colby profile that I am. They're quick starts and low attention to detail. And um, most of the details of assets, liability, taxation, you know, corporate structures and so on, yeah. the, the accountant knows everything and the client knows about 10% of it. So it's really, really important to... Uh, to make sure that uh, we've got the details of the accountant, the key person that they use in that firm, because they're going to be an integral part, not only of preparing the estate plan, but this is this is not so much about putting the will in place. This is what the family will need if someone passes away. So uh, uh, once again, a really, uh, really important part of the whole process. And sometimes people have two accountants, one for one for business and, uh, and one for personal. Absolutely. And it's... Uh very common to find that the individual is not as well is not as familiar obviously as the accountant but but mostly relies on the accountant for certain information and particularly with the structures that you mentioned if there's uh, trusts or companies involved that's where the accountant really comes in and is worth their weight in gold to give that advice and there could be things like loans or inter-entity loans or unpaid entitlements to beneficiaries and trusts so there's all these little nuances that the account the information from the accountant <laughs> It's so important. Yeah, I was just falling asleep. You were talking about all that detail <laughs> stuff. This is the stuff we love, Mark. We love this stuff. <laughs> That's right. That's why we're a good team, see, you know. <laughs> we don't want to uh, make you fall asleep, though. <laughs> no, 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 that's right. But, no, that's a that's a very important part of it. Mm. Now, the, the next next box I've got here is lawyer. So do I just put Murdoch's in there? Do yeah, I? you can if you want. That would be great. Tom, Leanne and Juanita are Murdoch's. 
Sure. No, All right, well, right, well, I, mean... I, will, I will elaborate. Um, I, I think one thing to point out here is when someone passes away, we've already spoken about what your executor's role is. And uh, an executor can do everything themselves if they wish and if they're capable or an executor can engage a lawyer to do all of the estate administration for them, or you can have bits and pieces. So an executor might choose to do the things that they are capable of doing and the more complex things engage a lawyer to assist with. So uh, obviously here it's, uh, I suppose, two recommendations, either you know, a lawyer that's familiar with, the, with your, you know, your existing lawyer, a lawyer that's done your estate planning, that's familiar with your, yourself and your details, uh, or secondly, and or hopefully, someone who's very capable and can can do a good job are the you know two most important things here. I would say. Sure, and look, look, look you know, I'm a great believer in uh, specialty. So I mean, obviously, there's the estate planning lawyer. That's let me just turn my light up a little here. It's uh, there's the <laughs> estate planning lawyer that's that's put all the stuff together mm -hmm. uh, for the will the succession plan and so on but I mean part of the whole process might be that uh, some of the property has to be sold some of uh, you know there's other other issues that need to be covered off uh, uh, whatever that that aren't estate planning issues but that you need to uh, maybe there's different lawyers because I'm a great one for specialty you have the estate mm -hmm. planning lawyer you have the property lawyer you have other lawyers for for other things that uh, might be needed along the way so uh, and, and yeah. each one of them hopefully would be a specialist yeah, and I would also just add here to, to round that out is that if you if if a, an executor ever comes across a situation where there's an estate dispute, or you know there's a there's a some litigation on foot or a potential dispute, then it's really important to get advice from uh, a lawyer who has uh, is is has expertise in that area because it it is a very uh, you know important important area and important things to address. You can't just brush it under the carpet. Very good. Okay, now after the lawyer, uh, we put. I just put uh, other advisors. Now this can. This is a whole raft of opportunities here. So, uh, uh, for example, I don't qualify in any of the top few there, but I mean, uh, if I've been working with clients, obviously, if uh, we're one of their key advisors because we're the people that bring all this stuff together. But I mean, other people you'd put down here would be real estate. Uh, uh, might be real estate people. That might be. Uh, for example, they, they may have um, a proprietary uh, business where they're running and they have intellectual issues and so on, and there might be a lawyer to do with, with that. Uh, but certainly the first thing that comes to mind is uh, a real estate person. You know, let's go, back to the, let's go back to the car industry. Um, you know, if you wanted to, uh, to sell your car dealership, I just recall in the days, and forgive me if I say the wrong names here, but I mean, used to be horse and then it used to be Deloitte's mm. were the people you'd go to. They had motor dealer services. They'd be yep. the people you'd go to if you wanted, you know, if dad died, the dealership sitting there, your mate's coming in and he's run it, running it for two or three months to help you out. And the first thing I'd send people off was to uh, uh, Deloitte's to, uh, to get their motor dealer division to come out and find a buyer mm. for, for the business. So, you know, whoever that is in whatever business you're involved in, if you're in the rural area, area, one of the local stock and station agents or whoever, but it just gives you the chance to write down all the other people that are relevant to your business that you'd uh, you'd want your family to rely on. Because, you know, socially you can be friends with all these different people, you know, while you're a happy family and everyone goes out and you have a great social time. Um, but, but sometimes the, 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 
the key uh, breadwinner in the business may have business dealings and he might say well you know that guy's well that woman's great from a, a social point of view but you know for goodness sake please don't do any business with them because you know we, we don't trust them or, or they're not capable deep down so it's it's a good way for people to be able to advise those that are left behind on who's who they should utilize who they should trust yeah and i, I think some good examples are Firstly, the one you just uh, you just gave as far as a real estate agent goes. So it may be even as simple as you have an investment property that you're renting. So uh, writing sure. down here who the real estate agent is that manages uh, that investment property, uh, making it easier for your executor um, after you've gone. Uh, if you have a rural property, it may be the person here that you, you want your spouse or your children to uh, pick up the phone and talk to for advice to to get the, the business and you know, through that those initial stages and give you that that advice to get through. So, uh, you know, it might Absolutely. be the neighbour down the road. So, you know, that's another good example. Um, you can, you know, if you go on depending on your individual situation. And the reason we, uh, the reason we give so many options here is that, because uh, a lot of times, and especially rural, uh, you know, families and so on, mum and dad are just going to be as capable as each other and know all, all these people anyway but mm. we've got to look at the worst case scenario and assume, assume both mum and dad do pass and the kids are just sitting there going holy mackerel you know what do we uh, uh, what do we do who do we turn to mm. who do we trust who do we avoid and that's uh, really why we've cr created this document so that whoever's left behind uh, you know if there's an absolute tragedy that uh, everyone they will ever need to talk to is on that list yeah, why do I, I have I so that's... much trouble putting that in the middle <laughs> I don't know. How about that? That's, That's very better. good, very good. Um, I, I think one thing that you, I'll just pick up on that you said there, Mark, we really focused on the people that uh, you want your, you know, your family and your executors to, to contact to get the information. But it's also an opportunity just to put down perhaps the people not to or the people to be wary oh, absolutely. of. Uh, so yeah. uh, for that reason, that's also it, this is also a very important tool, I think. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, I, I probably didn't mention that last week when we were talking about the Dear Mary letter, but in the uh, the, the original Dear Mary letter we used to uh, utilise, that, <laughs> that was one of the sections was, okay, you know, who do we avoid? And, and you know, you've got to be careful writing that down because if people, if the people who are on the list ever see the list, <laughs> it's not going to be a good outcome. Yeah, but, but I yeah. used to always ask people, you know, like who are the people who your mates with, who your family might lean on? Um, mm -hmm. but, but you, from your experience and wisdom, uh, would want your family to avoid those people. And I think that's important mm -hmm. to, uh, uh, to put that down. Absolutely. Because there will always be people with hidden agendas and, uh, and so on wanting to take advantage of situations too. So mm -hmm. need to be aware of that. Any other Absolutely. comments, Juanita? Yeah. We've, um, I no, think I think we've, we've, I think we've really covered it. I, and, I, and I hope we've you know, explained and sort of uh, passed on the value in putting this team together, which is, you know, what we started talking about at the outset of today, just how much how, how much easier it can make life for those that are, that are left behind uh, to do their yeah. job and to get through that difficult time. Yeah, look, I, you know, I'm just going to take a second, if I may. I'm actually in the middle of putting together my next uh, webinar uh, script and, and talking about all these sorts of tools that we bundle all together. And... Uh, you know, one of the most important things is, you know, you've got two choices in life. You can either just uh, uh, forget about this and just say, you know what, I'm okay. You can be invincible. You can procrastinate. You can uh, uh, 
you know, you can just let it go and say, I'll get to this one day, you know, the day before I die, I'll fill all this stuff out. Um, and, you know, it just making life so hard for those left behind, if that's your attitude. And uh, but because this is the stuff which really saves the families when uh, when you're gone, because it just makes life so simple. It's whether it's this, whether it's what you want to happen, you know, uh, at your funeral, uh, whatever it is, all these sorts of tools are designed for you to be a hero for your family and for you to, you know, just make life so easy. And the other thing is, too, is when you've got this list, you eliminate the family squabbles and the fights because, you know, if you've got three, four kids and, and whoever the parent is that's left behind, they'll be arguing over this stuff. They'll say, oh, no, you know, Dad would have wanted us to use Fred. And Mum or her dad will be saying, no, 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 you know, they wanted us to use Harry. And, and so, if, you know, if you can create this, it just takes all the arguments, all the discussions out of the way, and it just, it just creates harmony within the family and uh, it just makes it an easier transition from, you know, pre pre death to post death. Hmm. Everybody, and it helps you find things too. Not only get advice, but find where the hell everything is, because you you know obviously right. we often find executives that just have no idea. Yeah, the accountant always has it. Or the lawyer. <laughs> the lawyer. That's right. Okay, great spending time with you again, Juanita. Thank, Thank you, you for Mark. your wisdom today, and look forward to catching up with everyone next week. See you next Wednesday, 4 p.m. See you later. Thanks. Bye.